0: Welcome back to Gay by Gay. Yes, our third part in our trilogy about death. (laughs) What a great topic. Death Week has been
1: an adventure. Talking to everybody. The great finale. The great finale, Don't let
0: death make you weak, guys. (laughs) 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 Is
1: there a joke in (laughs) there? because
0: it's Death Week. Don't let death make you weak. Oh my God.
1: Oh, for God's sakes.
0: Anyways, I'm warning you, you will hear
1: so much puns. So many bad puns. So many
0: bad puns. I'm your dad now. That oh joke. God! <laughs> uh, not, it's like the one time you called me Daddy Abby, and I still haven't uh, recovered. Avocado Daddy, avocado, avocado
1: Daddy. Aliyah has called me Avocado Daddy before. Anyways,
0: Abby, tell us your death story. Which one? Uh, oh, the. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> so
2: why this is the grand finale? Because it like the first uh, one. Uh,
1: Unfortunately, I do have a lot of experience with death. It has plagued me for my entire life, unfortunately. Ha, plague, death. Well, you haven't died yet. No, but I've experienced a lot of it, and none of it was my own.
0: <laughs> well, you had an NDE, technically.
1: I, I did have an NDE. That's right. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, near, near death experience.
2: Oh, that was crazy. Whoa, man! Whoa!
1: Not only do you look like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo today, but you're talking like him. It's all the marijuana from my house, man. Oh, Jesus, child! No, don't say that. (laughs) Um, No, unfortunately, I have been very much plagued by death for pretty much my entire life. I have experienced it in many different forms, from my dad being terminally ill from a very young age, um, to me having my own near-death experience. And, um, yeah, I was just not set up in a good way from the start, unfortunately. <laughs> the, death, the death truck kind of ran me over. The death truck? The death truck ran the, me um, over. The, um, what is it called?
0: What, what is the car that carries caskets? The hearse? The hearse ran you over?
1: Yeah, I, yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind <laughs> of unfortunate, but that's kind of the case. Um, so right away, yeah. I had a near-death experience when I was very, very young. And when I say very young, I mean from the time I was about four or five. Um, that's a whole other topic for a whole yeah. other no. day. But different story time? Different yeah. story time. Because uh, I could talk about that story for like half an hour <laughs> on its own and all of the implications from that story. Um, but long story short... Had a near-death experience. I wasn't in an accident or anything no. like that. I, I was a very, very, You're just like st- I was a yeah. very sick kid. Yeah. Um, so, again, long story short, um, I, when I was younger, had a major eating disorder. Uh, again, we'll kind of discuss that on another day. But um, it was bad enough at one point that my mom took me to a pediatrician. And my pediatrician took one look at me, and he actually picked me up and ran me over to the intensive care unit mm-hmm. on, like, in the other hospital building. He literally just ran with me out the door and left, you know, his office and everything wide open, and just took me himself. He stole you. <laughs> took me to the hospital. That's how serious it was. Um, and basically, this whole thing culminated with the doctors looking at my mom and literally handing her a pamphlet on children's caskets. Uh. That's how close the near-death experience was. They basically told her, be ready for this weekend because you will be burying your child. Yeah. She's not going to make it. Yeah. Um, and at one point, my mom had been crying. And I guess, again, I, I don't really remember any of this because, uh, you know, I have a lot of uh, blocked memories from yeah. trauma. Yeah. But uh, one thing that my mom has told me, and it haunts her to this day, and I'm horrified that I did this to her. But, again, I was like four or five at the time. <laughs> Um, I guess she had been sobbing, because obviously she was upset, she thought she was losing her, like, baby, yeah, Yeah. um, I guess at one point I had looked up at her, I had patted her on the cheek, and I said, it's okay, it's okay, mommy, don't be worried, if I have to die, I understand, it's my time to go, and I'm okay with it, Uh, at four, uh, this uh, horrified her, yeah, so, um, that was my near-death experience, again, I was probably, the doctors had said, like, within 48 hours, I would be dead, yeah, um, yeah, Bounce back from it, because th- this is actually where my want to be a vet came from. Um, my mom had tricked me. she got gotten me this little stuffed dog, and she told me that this stuffed dog was dying. <laughs> it sounds dark, but wait, okay? She told me that this little stuffed dog was dying, and of course, with me wanting to be a vet, I was horrified, and I was like, well, I want to make it better. And my mom told me the only way to make this little stuffed dog better was to eat, because the stuffed dog couldn't eat, right? Yeah. It's a stuffy. And she was yeah. like, see, Abby, he can't eat, so you need to eat, eat so that he will get it, yeah. better. And literally, my love for animals was so strong that I started eating again.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: But actually, uh, the eating disorder was bad enough that I had actually lost my swallow reflex. Oh. So I could not drink fluids. I could like you not. forgot how to swallow anything. I, yeah. I could not swallow. It, yeah. it was something I physically could not do anymore because my body forgot how to do it. That's how serious it was. Um, so... Regardless, I, <laughs> I, I, I struggle talking about this subject a little bit, uh, but when I say that death has plagued me, I really do mean that because um, some people may believe this, some people won't believe this, but uh, my the, my mom's side of the family. Uh, ooh, this is a hard topic to talk about. <sighs> <sighs> Judgment. No um,
0: pressure, Abby. No pressure. <laughs> no
1: pressure whatsoever. Um, no, my mom's side of the family is psychically inclined. <laughs> That sounds, Good wording, man. Good that sounds horrifying. Um, basically, what I mean is uh, my mom's side of the family and a lot of the women in my family are spiritually sensitive. Yeah. Phrase it to you that way. Yeah. Um, layman's terms, uh, psychic.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I hate
1: using that term because that is not really the case. But um, after my dear death experience, it. Your it dear w- death experience? <laughs> Your
0: dear death experience. My dear, dear. death experience.
1: Um, it, it was it was something that I had been inclined to before because again, it yeah. ran in my mom's side of the family and you know, she actually has premonitions and such. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would not call her a psychic medium by any standard. Cause that's not again, that's a whole other topic for a whole other day. Yeah. But um, I had already been kind of showing signs. It completely missed my sister. Went right over her head. She has no spiritual <laughs> yeah. sensitivity. What's uh, she doesn't even have any like emotional she sensitivity. Have a soul. <laughs> but regardless, she has no spiritual sensitivity. Uh, I got hit with the trainload of it instead. Yeah. So I, I was already kind of spiritually sensitive at that point. After my near death experience, it exploded for yeah. me to the point that I guess I had woken up and at one point I looked at my mom and I had asked her who the lady in the room was and she yeah. goes. You know, oh, you know, my daughter's literally on the verge of death. Like, she's going banana cuckoo. She's mm-hmm. seeing yeah. some old lady in her hospital room. Uh, little did I know, uh, I was kind of looking at this woman. I said, Mom, she's just standing near the foot of the bed. She's got, she's kind of short. She's really super wrinkly. She's super yeah. old. I'm four. I had, like, she's no filter. She's really
2: super wrinkly. She's really
1: she's super wrinkly. Sweet. She's really super old. She's got short, white, kind of curly hair. And little did I know, I ha- described my dad's grandmother. Yeah. And this was just the lady I saw standing at the foot of the bed. And, you know, uh, my mom was like, what the heck? Abby's never seen a picture of this woman. There would (laughs) be no reason for Abby at four years old to know who this woman is. So when I say that death has plagued me, I very much mean that. Because after my near-death experience... It, it, it's something where a lot of people say that kids are already more spiritually sensitive, animals are more spiritually sensitive, mm-hmm. and of course, um, anyone who kind of has it in a hereditary line yeah. is often more spiritually sensitive. But after a near-death experience, there are people who come back and say, "Oh, you know, once you kind of had one foot on the other side, that kind of doorway, that yeah, doorway no, is yeah. always open to some extent because you've been there and yeah. come back." Uh, This combination of me being extremely young, me having a hereditary, you know, sensitivity to it, and me basically uh, having one foot in the grave for Mm -hmm. a while and bouncing back from it, um, caused things to spin wildly out of control for me for quite a while. And, you know, uh, this is more about death. At some point, I will get more into kind of my experience with my uh, abilities. Mm -hmm. But um, it was one of those things where, for me... Growing up, even before my dad died, um, it was nothing for me to get a lot of spirits visiting me.
0: Yeah.
1: And again, some of you might be thinking I'm batshit crazy, (laughs) but, um, Aaliyah and Charlie can actually vouch for me. (laughs) I've scared them enough times that I think that there's probably no doubt left in either of you Um, two. No, no, it's It's a fact of life. It's a a fact fact of life. life. It's a fact of life. Um, but no, uh, it was nothing for me, unfortunately, because things exploded so quickly, And I was so sensitive to it. I often kind of refer to myself as a bit of a lighthouse in the darkness, where in some cases I just draw things to me, but being so young, I could not control it, and that meant that I saw a lot of things that I probably should not have seen at a young age. It was nothing for me to see car crash victims after they had died. It was nothing for me to see murder victims after they had died. It was... I saw a lot of very horrific things. So, so
0: basically, you were the child in the horror movies. <laughs> I, I was the child in the horror movies. Yeah. I, I, I was, see dead I people. I see dead people. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was
1: very true. So I saw a lot of really traumatizing yeah. shit. Yeah. So, you know, um, there's nothing quite like seeing... Uh, car crash victim oh. where their arms and legs are backwards
0: yeah and so they're bleeding all over the place it's
1: horrifying at six years old if that's <laughs> okay, yeah. like
0: kind of normalized in your life from such a young age that yeah unfortunately um, very
1: much so um so for me and then of course dad got sick yeah um so even before that um my grandfather died when i was very young mm-hmm. um my and this is on my mom's side. So my maternal grandfather had died when I was very young. My maternal grandmother had died when I was very young, and then of course um, I've had many many pets over the years who have passed on. And then of course there was a the whole issue with my dad. Yeah. Um, from a very young age, I watched him slowly go downhill, farther and farther and farther until eventually uh, his brain cancer killed him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so of course, even after he had passed, you know it. it Death was just a fact of life that I grew up with, very yeah. much so. Like, it was constantly surrounding me. It even, if it, even if it wasn't my own dad. It was something it, else. It yeah. was something else. It was a stranger yeah. coming to me out of the middle of nowhere, you know, asking for their last words to be heard by somebody. Yeah. And, you know, there's nothing like waking up in the middle of the <laughs> night to see a bloody body leaning over you yeah. in the bed. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so a lot of trauma came from that. Yeah. So I think for me, I have a very different view of death just because I – as I said, I kind of had one foot like in the grave at one point, lot and I've I've seen a lot of it, unfortunately. Do you
0: think because you had so much death around you when you were a kid, do you view death as somehow suffocating? Believe it or not, you would think that because I have seen so much
1: death that I would be more comfortable with yeah. it, but the exact opposite yeah. is true. I am so much more uncomfortable with the idea of death yeah. because of it. Um, I have seen many different victims of many different things, and each one more horrible than the last, Mm -hmm. and I saw what happened to my own dad, and just this idea of death itself is terrifying. It's not that I don't know what's on the other side, because, in fact, I know better than most people what's on the other side. What I am very uncomfortable... It's a bit of a paradox in some ways. I know what's kind of on the other side, but, of course, you know... We always talk about ghosts and everything, where it's like, oh, they're still here. Mm. The way I can think about explaining this is everything exists on different planes, uh, from my understanding, Mm -hmm. where there's kind of our plane that we survive on. There's the plane after you guys die. And then um, there's kind of that... Uh, there's that beyond the beyond where you know it's like oh they've crossed over they've gone into the light like you hear phrases like that all the time and it does kind of work that way where it's moving on to the next layer Mm -hmm. Um, for me because I have kind of peeked behind the curtain (laughs) a little bit Uh it's harder for me because death it's kind of horrifying because I know what happens immediately afterwards, yeah. but I don't know what's beyond the light. Yeah, yeah. But because I'm so familiar with all other aspects of death, it's terrifying to me. The one thing that I don't know is so much more terrifying to me because I know the rest of it. You Does mean, that make yeah. sense? You
0: mean you've been backstage, but you haven't been in the sound booth.
1: Yeah. <laughs> great great analogy there. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's kind of one of those things. I feel like I should be more comfortable, but if anything, I'm even less comfortable with the idea of death. Are you scared of dying? Personally. Uh, tough question. Um, I don't think I am afraid of dying per se. I think I am afraid of everyone I will be leaving behind. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say that. And I think, much like you two, I'm afraid of the act itself in yeah. some ways. Uh, I think for me, it, it's not actually dying. It's passing on, so to speak. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's going It's going beyond the beyond. I know what happens to spirits on the next level, but after that, the the true unknown scares me because I know so much about everything else that that one thing that I don't know is more terrifying to me than everything else. Yeah, Yeah. I can see that.
2: Like, kind of going back to how you see, like, people, like, a whole bunch of, like, dead people. Um, I (laughs) I see dead people! (laughs) I remember the very first time I ever found out about your ability, and you were, like, telling, like, you were talking about it to, like, Everyone, all of the girls, I'm pretty sure, at the cabin. I, I had mentioned it, yeah. 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 And I just remember, it took me a while to, to, like, work up the courage to finally ask you, but I remember asking you if you've ever seen my grandpa. Yeah. And you literally said exactly how he looks, and I don't think I've ever showed you a picture of him. Nope. And you're like, yeah, he was wearing sunglasses, and he looked like this. And I'm like... T- to this day, I don't think I've ever seen no. a picture of him. Yeah. I
1: only know him from having yeah. seen him oh after God. he passed yeah. on.
2: That was scary, and I just remember, okay, yeah, she's frail. She's not, she's... This is crazy. It's a bit of a weird experience, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I've, so I've never been
1: on the receiving end of it, but I have seen many people's reactions when I accidentally <laughs> let information
0: yeah. slip. I want, uh <laughs> we'll, <laughs> t- we'll talk about uh. all of this another time. But yeah, it's freaky. I do love it, however, when you first tell people. Yeah. And I love this because I know I did it. The onslaught of, of questions. S- s- me. But even like <laughs> the stupidest questions imaginable. Time. Yeah, I get a lot it's of it. It's just amazing. I, love I get it. a lot of it.
1: But no, again, the idea of death, um, it doesn't freak me out. Again, the act of dying, I think, would freak anybody out yeah. just because it is often accompanied by pain and such. Yeah. But um, no, it, it's the beyond the beyond. It's the yeah. little bit that I don't know that scares me yeah. because I know so much. What, yeah.
0: in your personal opinion, would be the most ideal way to die?
1: Ideal way? Like yeah. for you.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, quietly passing in a natural way that doesn't linger. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I hate to say it, but um, in, in some weird ways, heart attack, yeah,
0: mm.
1: horrifying for the few moments that you're alive, or brain aneurysm, yeah. where literally it's over before you even realize yeah. what's happening to some extent. That idea of a long, drawn-out death where you know what's happening and you're yeah. just inching closer to the inevitable, I don't like that. Yeah. And everyone who's ever talked to me knows my worst fear is dying in a plane crash. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my and God. know that. Uh, I do not like planes. I think if humans were meant to fly, we would have wings. And I say this (laughs) as someone who is actually very well-traveled, and I am still terrified of planes. She's been to, like, Europe and all those places. I've been to Europe. I've been to the States several times. Did you not
0: fly a plane before?
1: I have flown a plane before, (laughs) yes. uh, My mom and my uncle were both – my uncle still is a pilot. My mom had her pilot's license but has obviously let it lapse after having children. (laughs) But, um, no, I I have flown a plane before. Uh, My uncle let me take control of it. And I've flown loops, I've flown spirals, Whoa. I've done dives, I have done, it's hilarious. I have done I have done touch-and-goes, like literally I but I am terrified of planes. Yeah. That's like <laughs> me, like I drive Again, cars, I, but I, I think it's more of a control thing than anything else. This yeah. idea of hurtling towards the ground and doing not being able to do anything except sit there and just let it happen. Well you being able to control it, I understand that. That horrifies yeah. me. As I said, I, I don't want to be able to contemplate my death. And the thing with a plane crash, even more than a car crash. Car crashes, you might see it for a few seconds, but n- maybe not even long enough to really process what's happening. With a plane crash, it's going to take you 8 to 10 minutes to finally hit the ground. Yeah. For those 8 to 10 minutes, you're just sitting in a metal tube waiting for it to happen, and that horrifies and you me. just know, yeah. you're just like, oh. I hate it. I hate it. And, you know, you hear a lot of people who survive plane crashes describe it as, you know, like a roller coaster where you know what's happening, and it's just this horrifying, like, you know, the G-forces on your yeah. body and everything. It mm-hmm. just horrifies me. I hate it.
2: I just... That's a scary way to die, too. Yeah. Yeah, It's horrifying. It's
1: horrifying. Because, again, there's no pain. And, you know, once you actually get, like, hit the ground and impact, it's over so fast because you're traveling so quickly that you really don't feel it. Because a lot of people who have been injured even in plane crashes say, oh, yeah, I didn't actually feel the impact or I don't even remember the impact because it happened so fast. But it's just the horror of what's happening, knowing what's happening, and just having to sit
0: there and Mm. accept it. Yeah. Yeah. I hate it. That's Well, there probably wouldn't be enough time for you to accept it. Well, in eight minutes, I mean, that's oh, a true. long time to
1: kind of think about what's time. about to happen. I'm about to squash into the ground at 300 kilometers an hour, yeah. and I'm
0: going to explode in a fiery ball of death. Um, <laughs> if you knew you were going to die in, like, how would they say, 24 hours, uh, what would you want to do? Um, say goodbye to everyone I love. Yeah. yeah. That, would, would, that's you, a,
1: would you tell us? No. No. Yeah. I, I would not tell anyone that I was dying. I would because I wouldn't want people to treat me differently yeah. I would just want to yeah. spend my last day with the people that I love and just accept it oh that's so sweet <laughs> you know as I said as much as the idea horrifies me I, I think it's more um leaving people behind that scares me yeah because I because I have experienced so much death I have seen what it's done to the survivors yeah the people who are left behind and Dying is the easy part. Yeah. yeah, I hate to say it, but it's very much true. Dying is the easy part because you don't feel that pain anymore. But the people who have to survive after you have to experience it. And yeah. I hate it. Yeah. I hate that idea. Um, But no. Death, again, is scary. But ultimately, I, I don't think it's anything... As Charlie said at one point, it's very much that sort of, like, there's only one for sure thing in life, and it's that you will live and you will die. Yeah. Period.
2: Like, that's it. I feel like it's barely even living, too, because people don't even get to live sometimes. Like,
1: they're born and then they just die. Life is the blink of an eye in comparison to the rest of the universe. And, you know, eventually, all good things must come to an end, even planets and such, you know, eventually... Stars explode and form black holes, and eventually galaxies get swallowed up. So ultimately, even if you could be immortal and live forever, eventually your planet's going to get sucked into a black hole. So eventually everything will die. Yeah. So Isn't that a comforting thought?
0: So yeah. live your life how you want it, because <laughs> guess what? We're going to die. We're dying anyway. We're all going to die. We're all
1: going to die. We're all going to get sucked into a wormhole, and we will all suffocate, or we will go spiraling off into the sun. Do you? Yes. Do you think <laughs> that if, like,
2: say me or Leah? And you knew we, we were something was gonna happen to us, and it was like, gonna it was
1: we were gonna die. Do you think you would stop it from oh. happening?
0: Stop it, maybe, but don't tell me if you can't stop it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: more moral question for any psychic medium: yeah. Would you stop it? Like, um,
2: like, say if it was, it was more of a. If I knew that like it would, wasn't
1: their time yet. If I knew that I could do something to change the outcome, yes, I would do something yeah. about it. But as a psychic medium, there are just times that you get this sensation that it is inevitable. Yeah. Such as, you know, the sensation of, you know, my dad passing. Like fate. There is nothing I could have done. And so why would I have tried to do anything at all? Yeah. Yeah. Although if I knew, for example... I had that sensation, or I had a premonition: Charlie's going to get hit by a car today. I would call you and be like, "Charlie, do not leave your house today. Yeah. I don't care. Don't question me. Don't say anything. Just don't leave your house today." Final destination.
0: It. Uh, yep. Yeah.
1: Literally. Yep. You know, and I hate to say that because it, it's I'm not God. It is not my no, place yeah, to no. step in and change things. However, if I, I've said this before, the, the people don't don't take advice from me, please. <laughs> I've told many of my students before, cheating is not good. But if you were handed a golden opportunity to cheat, are you stupid for taking the opportunity, or are you stupid for ignoring the opportunity that's been handed to you on a silver platter to get a better mark?
0: Can I ask a complicated question? Go for it. So (laughs) because we thought, like, oh, yeah, if it's like fate, you should let it happen, right? Yeah. But if you knew that it wasn't, do you think that it would have been fate for you to know that it wasn't? Do you know what I mean? It's a bit of a paradox. but. I I do know where it's like, was it meant,
1: were you meant to have the premonition, and were you meant to get in the way of it happening? Just spicing up life a little bit, you know? (laughs) I I don't think so, because the average person cannot do it. And, for example, you know, uh, Charlie and I have kind of said before, you know, we've played this sort of what-if game where it goes, you know, what if we hadn't met? What if this? What if that? You know, what if life had ended up being very different? our
2: relationship became
1: very close to not meeting. To not meeting. Like, very close. It's just that question of what would have happened if we hadn't met? And so I have to say, Aaliyah, what would have happened if we hadn't met? Um, I wouldn't be in your life to be able to tell you whether or not something terrible was going to happen. So realistically, it's all just a twist of fate that I can do what I do and that I met you and that we became as close as we are. So I think, no, and this is why I say I'm not God. I'm not meant to get in the way. But sometimes human selfishness gets in the way. And if I knew that I had the ability to stop something, I
0: probably would. I don't think it's selfishness. I think it's more humanity than anything.
1: Yeah, but to me, things are supposed to work out a certain way, and just because I get to peek at what's supposed to happen next... Doesn't mean you should control Doesn't mean that I should control it. That's playing God, and I don't like that. That's not what I want to do. Yeah, that's really serious. Uh, But at the same time, I also don't want to be comfortable with just sitting by and watching horrible things happen. It's a moral quandary, you know? It's constantly weighing pros and cons. But no, just kind of in summary, um, death has plagued me for forever. (laughs) It still plays me to this day. Uh, Death itself does not scare me planes terrify me, yeah. and we all live to die. That's it.
0: Yay. Take it gay by gay, guys, because you don't know when your last gay day is going to be. <laughs> you don't know
2: when your last gay will be, guys. Come on,
1: then. All right, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.